Caleb. Huh? I hate to be a spoil sport, but I'm looking at the, uh, and it notes that on assistance rolls, momentum cannot increase. Oh, biscuits. Okay. I was wrong. Never mind. Well, that's a bummer. I mean, I wanted us to be badass. Uh, but, but like, thank you for telling me. People know what the rules are. And I, I remembered you could not spend momentum for an assist roll, but I, I must have missed that part when I was reading. Thank you, Al. What? Thank you for. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Al. Thanks. Al. Thank you, Al. <laughs> we get one f bomb, and I might be using it against you, my friend. <laughs> I wish Michael was here. The other Michael was here because then we'd try it in multi-part harmony. <laughs> well, I want everybody to remember that there's an old Benny Gesserit saying, which is when the sandworm thing shows up, we don't have to be faster than it. We have to be faster than Al's character. Okay, <laughs> That's right. Yep. Yep. Good point. And those hamstrings are very obvious to anyone yes. with a knife. That's as the prophecy before. Yes. Yes. Foretold. Yeah. Foretold. That's God, words. Words are <laughs> English hard. is a hard language. <laughs> English is hard. Rules are hard. But here we are having fun, so we're doing it. That's right. it. I'm, never mind. Whoa! We got a catchphrase. Wow. Look at that. Right on. Boys. So right on time. Uh, take a drink. We'll move on. So you are on a smallish rocky outcropping. It's not like an island of rocks. There's others around you, but you are in the desert. Uh, the city is not nearby. Uh, there are kind of lines of rocks all around you. Uh, there's just different outcroppings you could get to. But what you also see is that there is a group of tents uh, a little ways off. Uh, there is a larger outcropping that at its base you can see, not its base, but kind of halfway up you can see an entrance to a cave. And on top of this outcropping, you can see the domes of tents. And you recognize them as survival tents that are typically used in the deep desert. Good um, thing they weren't past tents. Yeah, we don't want to use those. I mean, or future or future tents. I mean, I'm worried about everybody inside because for all intents and purposes. <laughs> From this distance with our handy-dandy space noculars, can we tell uh, anything about the tents? Do they look like Acme-made, or are they Fremen-made? Uh, you recognize them as typical survival tents one of your compatriots would have used. They do not appear to be Fremen tents. Acme Corporation, yes. Acme Corporation, yes. Um, and as you all remember, you were sent out here to locate some smugglers that lived in this, that were probably in this general direction, it's a it's a fair bet that these are the smugglers. Talia kind of was like, well, there's a bit of luck. I think the people we are looking for are just over on that outcropping. Bad news is they also probably know that we are here due to the in resounding crash, boom, and slithering of our vehicle across the sand and then the grinding crunch of it hitting the rock. Good job, Corbin. It's damn Harkonnen thugs. If I may, um, when we have, whenever I enter a scene, I have a talent called passive scrutiny mm -hmm. that allows me to ask one question to the game master as if I had sure. spent momentum to obtain information about the scene. Okay. So I'm curious, is there any sign from any people? Do, do we see people having a reaction negatively? Like, are they going to come attack us because they've hurt us? Can I tell anything about their body language? At this distance you do see people moving but you cannot 
clearly identify any type of aggressive stances or aggressive action, but it is clear to you that they have seen you, and this will not be a stealthy approach. But you do not believe, based on your knowledge of smugglers and logic of uh, living in the desert, that they would strike out towards you to start a fight. They would likely hole up, uh, set defenses, and see what happens. But with that, we will move on to our second scene, which is uh, figuring out what you want to do next. Point of order. So we were sent out here to to locate smugglers. Yeah. Is there an assumed that locate also means like murder all these people or like try to bring them into the fold or try to tell them, hey, you can't be smuggling no more? Like what was our purpose for locating them? The uh, I, I was going to say it, it kind of depends on how we approach it. Yeah. Uh, we can either, you know, maybe the enemy of the enemy is our friend or, you know, you guys are going to screw the Atreides. Well, we'll wipe you out to a man. So the Atreides are known as being just and righteous. They're not quite paladins, but they're pretty close. So uh, the Atreides are also known for winning over the love and loyalty of their foes. Uh, Leto... Duke Leto is a kind man, but also swift to righteous anger when needed. <laughs> so uh, you were not sent out on a murder mission. Okay. You were basically sent out to see, hey, what are these smugglers doing? They're lifting some of our spice. Do we have to knock them out and kill them? Or could this be a beneficial a relationship? Or do we just need to tell them to quit? And go home and never do it again. Bad boys. Yeah. Like, it really depends on who they are and how big their organization is and how they react to you. Okay. So we're going to start with negotiations, possibly aggressive negotiations. Sure. If you do negotiations properly, they do not need to be aggressive. Well, sometimes a, the appropriate way to negotiate is aggressively. So vis-a-vis transitive properties, wrong. Noted. <laughs> All right. So you, as this, uh, this scene opens immediately following that last one, uh, you are standing there at the wreck of the Thopter. You've seen this base. It's a short walk, but of course, any short walk through the desert is grueling. Shara, you know something immediately. Just like you knew that this crash absolutely has attracted the attention of a worm, you know that walking across the desert is going to continue attracting the attention of the worm. And you know that, uh, as, as the Fremen say, you must walk without rhythm. Well, I got that covered. Actually, what I'd like to do is, I mean, you said there we have like strings of rocks here and there. I'm kind of curious as to whether or not there's a path uh, like skipping rocks like you would uh, across a stream by jumping from rock to rock. So there is not a path you could easily follow just by easily man-made jumps from rock to rock. You could move quickly for short distances across the desert sand from one outcropping to another. Um, you would be moving in like a zigzag, serpentine, very indirect route to this outcropping that is your current destination. But it would limit your 
contact with the sand directly. So you'd basically have to jump down, run for five minutes, climb up a rock, run to the next one, that kind of thing. My concern is that I don't, I don't imagine that none of us are actually Freeman trained <clears throat> to walk with that rhythm. So um, I think there's probably two of us that can manage it fairly easily. Uh, and then there's two of us that I don't know how successful they would be. So I would prefer as a group for us to stick together and go from rock to rock. But I'm just expressing that to the group now. Um, and really, I'm not doing any good. Uh, what's it called? Role <laughs> playing right now. But that's that's the opinion of the Mintad is that we should we should probably take the uh, the long road, but the safer road of of going from uh, outcrop to outcrop. I would say that's a fair tactic. It's a good choice. I would also say that all of your characters are talented and skilled enough, and are familiar enough with Dune to learn quickly. If you wanted to show them this this type of walking, uh, they may screw it up a little bit, but you could figure it out. It's not impossible is what I'm saying. Um, if you wanted to take the direct route and get to the base or the outcropping quickly and limit your exposure to the desert, you could try to show them. If you wanted to take this more indirect route, it would probably tax your resources and your bodies a little bit, but you'd be it would be a little bit safer. So then like a second point of order, again, there's two of us with uh, some level of command probably, but on two different chains of command between uh, Shara and, and Anna. And so um, I think the question really uh, rightfully would be in this particular situation, is there one person in command or are we working uh, as a uh, loose uh, democracy, so to speak? Uh, you know, I think that's a great question for the group to figure out. What do y'all think? <laughs> I believe it's always proper to work within parameters of uh, cooperation when we need to. It sounds like a non-answer. Did it? <laughs> Very Benny Jesuit. <laughs> I mean, as long as you don't get us all killed, I'll follow your lead. Yeah. I'll follow you too. I choose not to. <laughs> <laughs> Very smugglery. <laughs> Doing the uh, doing the doing the calculations, uh, there's there's uh, positives and negatives to each avenue that we could take. Really, the question maybe, uh, what kind of message do we want to send to these uh, smugglers? Uh, if we take a clear and fast route, um, walking without rhythm but going directly toward them, uh, that may be viewed as a more aggressive stance towards them. As we are all aware, the Duke's preference is to win over individuals rather than fight them. And um, it would seem that uh, if we were to follow the Duke's preference, that it may be more advantageous for us to take a circuitous route uh, and uh, present to these smugglers that we are not in a uh, aggressive fighting stance, but rather in a... Uh, exploratory uh, stance and willing to make contact with them. Would there be a way to perhaps signal them to have them come to us? Perhaps they have a transportation vehicle that could get us across the surface of the planet. I'm going to, I'm going to turn my eyes to Corbin, the ex smuggler. I mean, could I try to do some sort of signal to them? 
or would I just know as a smuggler that they're probably not going to do that or they might do that? Like, what what does my smuggling history say? (laughs) Your smuggling history tells you, uh, added to the observation that this was a pretty small organization of tents. There was really only like four or five. This is a small group of smugglers. These, they probably do not have a ship or a transport. They are probably a small group that was sent out to gather some spice where they could. And they're waiting for like a regular route that the smugglers follow for pickup by another ship. Hey, Michael, check out your, check out your starting assets. You do have a contact. I do have a contact among the spice smuggler community. Ooh, look at that. So it's totally possible that, that my contact is here, but I still agree that this, that this is such a small operation. This, this group at least probably is just like sifting sand or sifting spice. Uh, They don't have their own transport. There's probably one that comes by regularly. If it was already here, they would have been gone. So the fact that they're still here probably means that they don't. Uh, And I also agree with uh, Chara that if we take the the brunt of the desert on ourselves and not put them at increased risk of drawing a worm, that would put us in a good foot to begin these negotiations. So I also agree that we should go there by the longer route. I'll reserve the right to change that if situation changes. Of course. <laughs> All right. So it seems like the group has pretty much agreed to take this, um, this longer path. Yes. Yep. Cool. Um, so the path of most resistance. Path of most resistance. <laughs> that seems like, so here's what we'll do like us. for, uh, yeah. uh, for the sake of our, our stream and our game here, let's, let's make this a narrative montage. You are all going to be successful. You are all going to get there. Um, This will simply mean you are out in the desert heat for maybe an extra 45 minutes or so. So that will put a little bit of an extra strain on your bodies, a little bit of an extra strain on your liquid resources, whether you are actually drinking some water from your precious water reserves or just drinking from the catch pockets in your still suits. You can get there without damage to yourselves. None of you are injured. Like I said, you are basically scrabbling down some rocks or jumping down, dashing across the desert, leaping up to another outcropping and waiting to see if a worm is suddenly rumbling out of the desert. Hasn't happened yet. I could say there's a couple close calls or maybe one of you slips and the other one grabs you a little bit or you have to help each other climb up or climb down a particularly tricky spot. But without too much extra time, you are able to get to this outcropping. Once you get up to it, it's really big. Like this isn't just a rock you can sit on. (laughs) It's like uh, maybe 100-ish feet. Um, at its from its base, you can see that about halfway up, there is a natural cave opening, and there are some ropes to traverse to the top of the outcropping down to that cave opening, like the rope ladder and some rappel lines. And at the, you can't see it from the bottom because of how the rock is angled, but you know at the top there are also those tents that you observed from the crash site. There is a path up. This outcropping is kind of like a spirally with some cutbacks, switchbacks, 
is the word I was thinking of, to, to walk up. You could try to climb up the rock face, but why would you do that? That's ridiculous. Crazy talk. Yeah. So do you want to just walk up to the top? I think so. Has no one like called out to us yet or made themselves obvious? No. At this point, you you did see some additional movement, but you have not heard a voice. No one has called out to you. No one shot you. Um, hey, it's going good so far. <laughs> <laughs> great yeah. so far. It could have been much oh, worse. Yep. Uh, there, no aggressive action has been taken by some race of God. No worms have leapt out of the desert to eat you. No one calls out to you now that you're at the base of this outcropping, but logic dictates if they saw your crash, they're probably sitting there waiting for you to get there when you're tuckered out. All right. And I will take it as a sign of friendship and um, like goodwill that we will climb the rope because that puts us clearly in their, like if they cut the ropes while we're climbing, it would be bad for us. So the fact that we use the ropes is actually a sign that we trust them uh, hmm. and we will climb the ropes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought you said uh, this so is not this a good idea. Here's <laughs> where we die. Oh, wait. This is, this yes. is a terrible idea. Uh, no. Now, this is not a hard climb, and all of you are accustomed to this type of physical effort. This isn't something you've never done before, but it is exhausting. You're tired. You climb up. You're about halfway up. You're at where that – you're at the cave opening, and you can see it's a big old cave opening, probably uh, eroded from the wind and sandstorms here. You can easily see personal belongings of – smugglers of people you see some glow lamps you see some sleeping bag packs some frem kits the the cave opening just kind of goes back and then takes a dive at a downward angle so you can't really see that far into the cave but clearly this is where they go to escape the harshest environment uh, there's no one there though and you can keep on climbing and you get to the top of this outcropping and you climb up to the top you're all panting and there are eight figures standing there in a rough semicircle and they all have blades drawn i will draw my blade and it'll be that scene in the movie where it looks like it's going to go one way but then i'm going to flip the blade around and then hold it out to them, hilt first, as an offering again of goodwill and like peaceful negotiations. Hmm. You hear some quiet talking, some mumbling and muttering from behind still suit masks and, and cloaked faces. And one of the figures stands up and walks forward a little bit. Greetings. Why are you in our territory. Okay, I'm, I am the smuggler, but I don't know that I'm the face of this particular group, so I'm going to look around to see if someone else wants to talk. I will, but I'm going to let someone else jump in here if they want to. Shara's going to turn and pointedly look at Anna. <laughs> I, Anna glides forward and takes that moment in that movement to try to completely focus herself as much as she can so that she looks like she is not as tired as she actually is. She wants to look like she's completely 
just the climb didn't bother her. The heat's not mm-hmm. bothering her. She is in control. She's going to step forward. We have been sent by House Atreides to inquire as to your purposes out here. As you step forward, the remaining figures who are still a couple paces back, you quickly see them, and this is more obvious to you with your Bene Gesserit training, but still equally obvious to everybody else that there's a quick shift forward and a shift of their weight as if to attack you, but more of a preventative, not like they're lunging to attack you, but they're like even more ready because they think you might be aggressive. Uh, But as you speak, kind of you catch them by surprise because they didn't expect that voice to come out of that figure. And then when you drop the name House Atreides, they're like, whoa, this is kind of a big deal. So the figure that had stepped forward to speak turns to you. It is amusing to think that a noble house has the time to worry about men like us, especially when uh, the Harkonnen threat looms large in their home. Oh, quite the opposite. House Atreides, as they will be coming to arrive at this planet, they want to make sure that they are looking upon everyone who they will have to live amongst and to govern over. They want to make sure that all the the relationships here will be bound in truth and in good gesture. I have heard that the Duke is a good man, but I have also seen the devastation when he engages with his foes. I do not want that devastation on me and my men, but I am suspicious of an offer from someone like this who has never met us. I would like, if I can, to, again, sort of like, I guess, thieves can't from D&D. I want to try to do like a hand signal or drop some sort of like secretive phrase to let them know that I am a smuggler to sort of help support Anna's negotiation that <laughs> like I too was once on this side of it uh, to like encourage them that it's possible that we can come to a, an accord and they won't just be murdered because they're smugglers, but subtly. Cool. Casual murder. Casual like. Casual, yeah. I don't know, fly casual. Casual like. <laughs> All right. So let's have you make a roll. I am going to call this a communication test. I would say, well, okay, I'm good with that because that's my best score. Nice. But I also have bartering and gossip. So maybe like a bartering role. Um, but I also have smuggling. That was, that was kind of what I was going for originally is that I have smuggling as a skill. Is there a way to me communicate to them that I am a smuggler secretively? Like, that, that's what I'm trying to get. Like, we're on the same team sort of a thing. Right. So uh, for the listener here, what we are kind of debating is on which of these um, – I forgot the word I was going to use – which of these skills to use. And we're looking at the related focuses of those skills. If I remember correctly, the focus – the skill has to be used for the focus to apply right? because the focus essentially gives you a a bonus to your role. So here is what we can say. If you want to make this a communication role because communicate, you are more skilled at communication, you can do that, but you would not be able to use that smuggling focus. If however you want to, uh, because your smuggling focus is 
attached to your understanding yep. skill, which is a little bit lower. Um, it would be a harder role to communicate in that way, but it is certainly possible. So I, I still like that idea. I think that's what I'm trying to accomplish makes more sense to me to okay. be my drive of duty because I have to watch out for those who watch your back. So I feel like I'm watching out for smugglers. I am a smuggler, uh, but that I'm going to use my smuggling. So I will be able to use those focus, but I will have a slightly lower role. But I would like to use momentum to add a D20. Oh, nice. Because we, have, we haven't done that rule yet. Nice. Cool. So with you, with those numbers added together, you have to roll an 11 or under. Yep. You have 2d20. Naturally, you're going to use the one point of momentum we have in the pool to give yourself 3d20. Um, I'm just trying to check something real quick. With the focuses, when you're using a focus... Cause, I cause I, can I use both? Because like the way I'm describing it, I am, but I don't know if mechanically, it, like, can I get momentum off either of those roles or is it only one? So yeah, you would still, you can spend the momentum and then I don't remember if you can't generate momentum on a role that you have spent momentum on. I believe you can, but I could be mistaken. I'm going to yeah. say you can unless Al tells me Break the game or make the Al. game worse for it. I mean, uh, help yeah. us. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Um, you can spend the one momentum in the pool. Because we are using your smuggling focus, if any, if any of your dice roll under a five, it's a crit. So that's two successes. Okay. So I have and you would ask successes. you would ask Michael about your focuses. I believe you can apply multiple focus bonuses as well. Okay. I could be mistaken I wasn't about sure. that too though. I'm comparing this yeah, to Star uh, Trek that I have played. I haven't played this. Might be slight differences. I don't know. Uh, but I rolled three D20s. I got two successes. One of those a natural one, which would be under my focus. So it's a total of three successes. And a one is a crit success anyway. Okay. No matter nice. what so focus or four, skill right? you are, aren't are using. Who's got the two plus so, one plus one more? I don't know. So you got a one. That gives you two successes right there. What was the other die result that uh, gave you a success? Eight. So it's under the, the number, under the but focus not too, under right? the focus. So it still gets you. So that's only. I think so. Do you get it both? What? Let's say. Let's, okay. Let's double dip. <laughs> yeah, let's double dip. Hey, we, we're not professionals at the RPG yeah. Academy. We're just trying to go through the sample adventure. Yeah. All right. So all that so, to say that I have successfully communicated to this person that I, a true, am a smuggler, <laughs> but this is all why Anna is negotiating. So this is all on the DL. No one knows it, but I'm like, I see. Okay. Okay. Listen, this right. is important. So you got four successes. Yep. Uh, you did not know this, but the difficulty of that was a two. Okay. So you have two net successes in your momentum pool. Cool. Um, yeah. Corbin is able to, with some very subtle hand motions. Uh, sign language in Dune is a huge thing. So, yeah, you're, you're doing like the hand signs. signals, yeah. 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 Take my cap off. So you're off. doing that. He's <laughs> either a yeah, smuggler or he told me to steal third. I'm not sure which. <laughs> either way, I'm going to jump off this cliff and find home base. No. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you are able to successfully communicate as Anna is speaking. The figure that Anna is speaking with out of the corner of their eyes seeing you do this. And as Anna continues to speak, they very subtly kind of shift over to give you 
a little bit more of their view, but while also keeping an eye on Anna and keeping that conversation going. Am I able to notice his shifting and his notice of something behind me? Oh, 100%. Yeah, okay. 100%. I will then say, I will kind of uh, adjust my approach then slightly, and I will say, House Atreides is willing to make deals and willing to speak with any member of any person from any walk of life. I myself am a member of the Sisterhood of the Bene Gesserit behind me. As soon as you say that, a couple of the people are like, witches, witches. <laughs> and they make like, Kelly, like, like the, the evil protection against the evil eye sign. Behind me, you will find a mentat as well as a former smuggler and a b- person from the planet. I, I look aghast. Who? Who, yeah. all right. Who have all seen the merit of joining with House Atreides in common and kind interactions this could be gifted to you as well anna you picked your words perfectly and that is one of the the tropes and traits of bene Gesserit is language control and reading a person's body language being perfectly social aware and using words surgically to put it simply so you picked these words you saw what Corbin was doing out of the corner of your eye. You mirrored your body language. You supported what he was saying with what you were saying. You picked words based on uh, the body language response of the person you're speaking with to hit perfectly home. And uh, you you get your message across. The, the person you're speaking with kind of pauses for a moment. Well, when all is said and done, it is uh, the, the Harkonnens are swine. What? What? What, what, what are you doing? When they say that. <laughs> it was a Fremen, but these aren't Fremen. We were able to eke out survival under the Harkonnen thumb, and yet uh, we lost many good men to their blades. If what you are saying is true, which I am hesitant to believe, but I am willing to see how far this goes. Perhaps we can make a suitable business arrangement between all of us. And as this conversation is concluding, uh, one one of the figures in that kind of back line that semicircle that this main one stepped out from suddenly turns looks out in the desert and then jumps to their feet and uh, speaking to the figure you have been speaking with Hassan the warning bells and the rest of the, the, the figures all jump up and they run to the edge of this rock outcropping and you all see a ship land, another thopter land, uh, very near to the base of this outcropping. And it is it our reinforcements? Hard... Reinforcements? Uh, no, it is not hard to see the Harkonnen flag. Oh boy! So we will move into a new scene. The Harkonnen. Soldiers are piling out of this thopter 
and they are rushing up the path 